Okay, so I wanted to start off this episode by apologizing, actually. I just wanted to say sorry for missing a few episodes uh, over the past few weeks with the competition and everything. No excuse, but it was a bit hard to do a lot of the training that I was trying to focus on and get these episodes out. I had recorded one last week, but it only went on Twitch. It did not go onto the other platforms that it usually goes on. Um, this one definitely will, but, uh, you know, just midterms actually hit last week, and, uh, yeah, you know how it gets, but it will, it will definitely be better in the future. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening, and let's get right into it. Um, so, definitely, obviously, some big things happened since the last time I recorded an episode. Um, the last time I published an episode, huge things have happened. Uh, but we won't go into all of it because we did do an episode on a lot of that stuff. There's no need to, like, record a lot of that. Um, maybe we'll put an episode, that episode, out late with this episode just like a kind of raw edited unedited type of episode to like kind of get the general gist of it i mean i did cut it down so i could probably do that just to fill it in so that there's no like gaps but because this is mostly a pop culture or betting slash sports episode show it shouldn't matter too much when the episodes come out, or if the episodes are kind of missing some content. So, we will just try to be more consistent. And you know, we want to put more effort into the editing. We're going to try and update the logo soon. Try and update a lot of the stuff, so get ready for that. Uh, we, want to, we want to make the branding a bit more uh, interesting, a bit more uh, eye-grabbing or eye-catching, you know, I think that that would be something that really benefits the show. I think that certain things have kind of been more appealing to me, certain things I don't think are working. I think that, you know, over time, we'll figure out what what works, but, you know, I, I, I have a friend who's been to, into this, and, you know, uh, or into the whole idea of... Um, podcast making and he's doing pretty well with it so you know I just want to see where I go with that nice but yeah I think that we're gonna get something going should be funny you know we'll do something I think maybe we'll you know what the way I want it I think we're gonna do something for We'll do something for the Jacob show, or not like the Jacob show, but we'll do something, you know, update maybe to tie into how much this is lead, started to lean towards betting and everything. Um, but that would mean that, you know, a lot of it would be, I want to get more into sports research, so a lot of that would be 
me taking more time to do research into the things that I'm actually talking about, and I definitely can, but you know, I would want you guys to know that that would be more where the he- episode, this podcast is heading, and have a, a little bit of a, you know, back and forth, if you guys are interested, you know, let me know what you think about it, I mean, this podcast could head in a lot of different directions, still interested in the cards, you know, I think that that's something that will definitely come up, and with, with that, it, there's no reason it can't, you know, with the sports, we're leaning into it, um, (coughs) something of the nature of, um, Sorry about that. Just died a little bit. (laughs) But anyway, I would generally like it if everybody was like a part of the podcast and made it, you know, uh, especially in the beginning, you know, helped it grow through ideas and thoughts. So definitely contribute through comments and... Let me know. All right. So, first official episode in a month. We streamed last week, but, you know, like I said, the competition and everything kind of got in the way. So, something that happened, we talked a little bit about the actual fight happening, or... I actually didn't know that wasn't fully confirmed. So now we have a fully confirmed year versus Volk at 290. It may or may not be the uh, the main card fight, but depending on when Stipe and Jones are looking at their fight, that could be that could be the the main card. But I'm not 100% sure. It may not work out like that. Um. I think the lines are already out for that one, but it'll be an interesting fight. Um, oh, well, I thought they were, but oh yeah, here they are. Alex is sitting at the favorite at minus four fifty, and you're sitting at under er, sitting at plus three sixty. Um. So, in other news, the NBA playoffs are underway. The Raptors are currently playing the Bulls with, I think, the Raptors. 
are up right now. Our family's watching it in the other room. Yep, Raptors are up 93-91 with a slight comeback by the Bulls. We'll see how that goes. I think the Bulls are the better team, but they might blow it. For the, the Raptors might blow it, which wouldn't be surprising, really. Um, but the Celtics are looking to play, I believe, the... The Celtics are playing the... The Hawks. And then the... Eighth seed would be playing whoever wins tonight. So, we'll see how that works out. Or, who they'll play whoever, you know. I don't know how that works, really. But I think it's whoever wins tonight. Um... Then the Lakers are going to play, or they played and won in that horrible game. And uh, Schroeder hit the three to save them. They might actually come back. I don't know. That's a team I'm actually interested in seeing play because they might be like the first, I think they might be the first playing team that would, in my opinion, have a chance to come out of it. I mean, other teams have had a chance, but I think. This would be one that could actually really do it, so that would be cool to see LeBron be the first play-in team to come out of it. And if I mean, a play-in team won the championship, that'd be another that'd be huge, huge feather in LeBron's cap. I don't think it'll happen, but you know, it would it would be crazy, really, really cool. Um, Celtics clinch the second seed, of course. Uh, they'll be playing the Hawks. So, if they win, they should be playing well, they should win, and then they they'll get some stiffer competition uh the hawks should be should be pretty late. The West is looking pretty weird, but I think, honestly, we still have that bet in for the Clippers. I, I'm a little bit worried about it right now, to be honest. But at the end of the day, you know, if they beat out the Suns, then I think they are straight to the championship playing whoever's in the East. We'll have to see, but, you know. Um, we'll, we'll go more into that later, though. So, for the NHL playoffs... Uh, some cool stuff has happened. Bruins break the regular season record of 61 wins. They are officially at 63 wins, I think. And they broke the all-time point record um, officially. So they have both records. They clinched the first seed, of course. Um, and Pasternak has scored over 60 goals at this point. And... Is looking, you know, incredibly, incredibly good, in my opinion. I mean, I know somebody in Boston feels the other way, something else, but in my opinion, he's looking incredibly good. Um, so, I wanted to say congrats to the Yukon men. Um, I know that was a while ago, but my last 
filmed episode was the day of the game, so that was, I was unable to actually know who won. So, congrats to UConn. They deserve the win. They killed it. Yep, that was awesome. Um, Alright. Thank you guys for listen to, listening to Jacob. And now. so we're gonna get right into it um i think that the draft talk will be a good way to start off the episode something that's been really on my mind is first i wanted to talk more about who i think the patriots are gonna kind of end up taking i think that I think if you look at the the way that the team is shaping out, they're going to need offensive line help. They're kind of building a lot of the team to... They're building the team to be successful, but without the offensive line, then it really won't be anything. I think they're still not in that rebuild mode. So, you know, I think that at the end of the day, uh, offensive line is probably the biggest move that they're going to have to make. I know that wide receiver would be the most shiny move that they could make, but I just don't think at this point in the... I just don't think at this point in their development with the way that they're heading, they, they should work on wide receiver through the draft. It just doesn't make sense. I think that with the people you have, if it was a different GM, I would probably say, hey, if you felt comfortable or 100% confident in the wide receiver, but even the way that they're looking at certain wide receivers that I've heard about, I just, I don't know, nothing against them, the people that I'm thinking about, but there's just something about it that, like, throws me off, you know. Who 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 they're looking at for the for that wide receiver spot? Cause I just don't see it being anybody special that from what I've seen.
Equinos, baby. They end up getting Anthony Richardson, dude. Like, he could end up being a friggin' falling down to the. the 14th spot who knows not gonna happen but there was talk about um the Patriots moving back I think that might be something that they consider especially if the draft kind of comes a little bit closer whether it's for multiple spots later on in the draft or um for something else you know they're kind of looking at a weird place in the draft right now, especially with the way that it's not that deep uh, after the quarterbacks and some of the other positions that aren't as interesting to what we need right now, which we already talked about and have talked about a few times at this point, is OT and definitely, definitely wide receiver, some... Some help on defense, uh, different aspects. I mean, corner, but I think that the team will ultimately have to kind of come together and see what, or the management will have to kind of come together and see what the team really can do if they are looking to succeed because with the current wide receiver core, can... anything really be done I'm a little bit worried about that because Travis Kels is one of the greatest wide tight ends of all time and Patrick Mahomes was able to succeed with Juju Smith-Schuster as his main wide receiver but that was having one of the greatest catching tight ends of all time to supplement what he would have lost with Tyree Kill. You know, I think that being able to step up and also, you know, well, the combination of both of them being able to step up and Juju Smith-Schuster being a good player who could play that second fiddle when need to be and play a certain amount of first fiddle when need to be was able to do it. Could, um... You know, do I think that he'll be a horrible option here? No, I think that he'll be better than Devontae Parker. I think he'll definitely be a number one option if the team heads into the season right now with Mike maybe pulling in as a number two because he does have some offensive capability, so he might end up doing something. But uh, the team definitely could benefit from having another top and K 
ca uh, ball catching, whether it's running back, receiver, or tight end. I think that that's the most important skill in any of those positions at this point, except for maybe hardcore blocking for a tight end. Um, especially with the way that our tight ends are useless or were useless for, like, years, so. Like, if you're going to have Mike at least have it offensive and then a tight end who can block or something. But, hey, maybe they're able to free them up and do something with them. Especially considering they have the 14th pick to be able to work for something that gives them more freedom to utilize the tools that they currently have. Um... So, we're just going to quickly go over the Bruins and the Celtics. Um, of course, you know, we kind of talked about it, but the Celtics are heading into the second seed in the playoffs. They currently face the Hawks in the seven-game series. I'm not too worried about that, honestly. Uh, Trey Young was not looking good at all in his, in his game against uh, the Heat. The, the rest of the team actually ended up being the issue for them, and I think that's kind of scary for the Celtics because a lot of times it's the the tough-playing big players who give them issues, and all that was what was happening to the Hawks. So, you know, I wouldn't completely write them off, but I do think that the Celtics have that pretty, pretty in the bag. There is a certain amount of curiosity for what was able to protect what was able to propel them to be able to stuff out the the heat uh offense at different points but i don't think they're gonna i think the celtics are gonna destroy them in that in a lot of those categories i think they have too much talent um the sixers will be playing the the cavaliers i think that's going to be a tough matchup if that's what it is. I, I would rather play probably the Cavs, but marginally. You know, I think that maybe it would really be the Sixers. I don't know. I'll have to see how, how we play them. But I really have no idea. I think that... uh. The Eastern oh, Sorry. Eastern side's gonna shake up pretty crazy. Hopefully the Celtics end up playing, you know, good competition and winning, but I wouldn't mind them sliding through like they didn't last year where they had to play some really great teams and win them all. You know, they went in really tired to the uh finals and I think that really affected them. Hopefully they get a little bit of a walkthrough this year that wouldn't that wouldn't be bad in my eyes. I think that a good matchup against the Hawks in the beginning would be a great way to set them up to head into it. Unlike the matchup with the Nets last year. I think that that was, you know, they'd beat them in four games. But I think that it was a tough and pretty grueling four games. And then they had to beat two more good teams. And then they had to beat another good team. And they, they just couldn't close it. I think they'll be able to do that in the future, though. 
I think, you know, I heard this on the radio and I agree with this. I think Boston is in in line for two championships this year. And if we don't win, of course, one, that's a, okay. But if we don't win two, then it's a very disappointing year for Boston. I mean, ultimately, the Patriots aren't in a good place. We didn't win with two of the greatest teams that we've been able to bring together. And then outside of that, the Red Sox are just the Red Sox. And I, I would have to pay attention to the revolution to really know where they were at. But maybe we'll, maybe we'll pay attention to that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But the... ability for them to stomp out the Hawks I think is there so I'm hoping to see that I want to see LeBron go past but sorry at the same time I definitely think that it's a little bit I don't know there's a good story behind the teams that are in the playoffs right now and I think that they would be awesome to see them play See the Kings go to the championship and lose to the lose to the Celtics. Would that be the Lakers are playing? I have no idea. But Oh it looks like the Raptors sold it. Bulls. Twenty-eight seconds, one hundred five, one hundred two. Wow, they're gonna be playing. Probably, it looks like uh, they're playing Bucks. Nice. They suck. So hopefully, I mean, hey, hopefully they can give them a problem though. I wouldn't mind that. So the. OKC Thunder and New Orleans Pelicans games open up soon. And then on Saturday, April 15th, Brooklyn Nets start against the Sixers. Hawks start against the Celtics and Knicks Cavs and Warriors Kings. So it'll be a fun day of basketball. I don't know what I'll be doing, but hey, definitely be paying attention. I think that, uh, the Bruins, their wagon, they should be bringing home a, a cup. You know, we are in a good position. I think that the team looks great. The goalies look great. The defense, the defensive lines look great. Um, hopefully. Hopefully this is the year. I definitely believe it's possible, but at the same time, you never know with that team and the, the curse could win out. So, you know, I think that with the holes in the team that, they're, that are there, there's just not enough to rule them out. Let's go. Two championships in Boston guaranteed. 
2023, baby. 2023. Alright. So, let's get into some UFC and some talk about some bets. Alright, alright. We got some good talk about some bets coming up. So, let's recap that UFC 287. God damn. UFC 287. Izzy reclaimed the middleweight belt against Alex Pereira with the knockout. Below. He took the Pauton down. The Brazilian. The, the, the Amazonian. Oh my god. I, I just... I had to bet on Alex Pereira, but when I told you I did my pick him for Adinsanya because I just never, I can't, like, I knew Adinsanya was going to win on behalf of the fact that I just, you don't, you can't put money against the guy who won three in a row, but you can't go against Adinsanya. Like, that's my fact of life. And I will, I will live by that. I will live by that. And, you know, that's where, that's where... I came through, and I, I won that, my personal one. I lost money, but my personal bet with myself is the one that matters to me more. And, you know, outside of that, it was a weird fight. I think that, uh, is he smart to kind of, Israel Adesanya smart to take that break? He'll hopefully be better served to take a longer personal like just personally himself take a break and hopefully take some time to like you know get his health together he hasn't taken longer than six months or longer than seven months technically between a fight which is incredibly active so hopefully that means that you know he takes some time works his body gets it back into the shape hopefully he can keep the fire and everything and then comes and defends the belt against somebody who's absolutely deserving which I think a lot of the people in that division kind of aren't right now he's 3-0 and against he's 2-0 and against Rob 2-0 and against Vittori I'm pretty sure he has Jared Kane in here so he has just a lot of that division on lock Hamza hasn't fought anyone in the division so he has no right to the claim that they're on it's just at the point where they all need to get it together and start focusing on who's going to be able to fight in that division against Tennessee, but no one really, in my opinion, deserves it right now. They're going to have to kind of figure it out themselves, and that's why I think it's the perfect time for Izzy to kind of just take a break and figure out what's going on. There's no need to kill himself and do all this crap for people who don't deserve the belt anyway, you know? They don't, or just don't deserve the opportunity at it, at least, you know? Like, a bunch of Kobe Covingtons out here. But, uh, do we think that Powton, Mr. Alex Pereira, should move up? I want to know what you guys think about that, actually. So, I'm going to put that up. It means I'm going to ask a question, but yeah. Do, do you guys think that Alex Pereira should move up in the division? I personally am in favor right now. I would like to hear an argument as to why he shouldn't, but 
I, I definitely believe that it might be the wrong move. You know, I think that there's a lot of freaks up there. And, like, a Glover Texera would absolutely destroy Alex Pereira had he not been training him. You know what I mean? I think that Glover Texera understands the holes in Alex Pereira's game and would be able to, like, light him up. And if, you know, there's other people who have that wrestling ability, they're going to tear him apart with the extra weight that he generally does not fight with. So, you know, I would be very interested in seeing the fight between him and anyone at light heavyweight, but I think everybody's like, oh, oh, he has to move up. It's just the next thing he has to do. I don't agree with that. I think that he has to figure out what's going on with him because there's a chance he might not move up. At least not for a long time. And that would be very tough for fans. And for for him and his career. He doesn't have a lot, you know, to show. But. Other than that. You know, there was a lot more that happened at UFC 287. We're also going to talk about. Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway, which is incredibly interesting card lineup. Um, definitely something we're going to be focusing on. I haven't really had a ton of time to see what I think about it, but I really... I'm pretty hard on the Max Holloway line. I think that at the end of the day, it's something that we can pretty heavily feel like we're heavily feel that we're comfortable in but you know we don't really we can never really know what we're doing of course I'm actually taking a look right now Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel confident about that. Uh, you know what, if they have some prop bets that are for the fight in the Maxwell versus Holloway, but we'll take a look at that after. Right now I want to look at, um, finish up talking about the rest of the 287 card. Um... Rosa, the 18-year-old, had his fight, and he did take his first loss of his career. 
very interesting fight. I think that, you know, he has a lot of potential still, and I, ha I hate to write it off. You know, I think that, uh, and I give Sean O'Malley a lot of shit in terms of how I feel about him and how I talk about him on the podcast, but I think he's right about this 100%. It's just, like, he's so young that two years would be the perfect amount of time to get your physical strength and your skills that aren't really honed right now to a heavier or a more improved point where if he just takes two years to focus on them hardcore he could have his already high 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 quality skills coupled by the fact that he's only going to keep improving and has completely started to master the things that he wasn't that crazy at before I think that he has so much potential but he it's up to him to figure out what he's going to do is he going to go back out there again and get knocked out or something and then ruin the hype train and move in the wrong direction? Or is he going to take some time to focus and get his like, career back together because at the end of the day, a little bit of time and he coming back, he would still be one of the youngest champions and I still think that the fan base would still appreciate him. So, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think that, you know, overall, you can't control the things that, you know, you didn't do so he should just you know try to be happy but also not try to be happy but try to you know do what is best for him but and not without worry not without worrying of the the major consequences to his career and everything because the hype train could be over um, I, another fight that I was pretty confident in was the, the Holland versus Ponzinibbio, I forgot how to say his last name again, but I, I've been pretty confident that he knew he was pretty, like he needed that fight, so, you know, I think that at the end of the day, um, they gave him one that he was, he would... have a good shot at taking and he did um overall he should have taken it and you know he probably had a good victory um then you have Chris Curtis versus Kevin Gashulam, or however you say it. I did say that Chris Curtis would win that one. Very disappointed in how it turned out, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not that disappointed. He definitely, I mean, he feels like he was wronged. I don't know how that turned out. I mean, really, you know, that's up to him to feel and you know advocate for and if he can prove it through certain statistics that I feel like maybe aren't cherry picked to look in a certain direction then yeah he can do whatever he wants and you know maybe they'll maybe they'll recognize that at some point but I think that right now he's not doing too good to help his case of like having people back him up <sighs> he hasn't been too normal and now he He's been very Sean Strickland-like with his attitude and complaining. 
we have the Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal fight, which I was very confident in. A lot of people started to feel like Masvidal was like being lined up to fight Gilbert Burns because of oh it was such a good matchup for him. He's gonna, you know, throw a straight and like knock him out. No, Jorge Masvidal was being fed to a beast and I knew that. I thought, you know, if this guy went toe to toe with Hamza for rounds and, you know, Kevin Holland got smacked around by him, then Gilbert Burns was gonna not struggle. Well, struggle, but, you know, not be absolutely torn up to beat him. And I think that's exactly what happened. I think that Gilbert Burns is as good as Colby Covington, or if not better. And, you know, if you look at that, if you look at the turnout of that fight, he's gotten better over the years, and, oof, he is a friggin' beast when it comes to like, you know, taking people down, handling the pace and control of the fight. And I think that, you know, with Colby, it'll be two very good people going up against each other. So, speaking of Shemaev, which we have, Costa versus Shemaev is said to be in the works. I don't know if it's fully confirmed yet, uh, but it... <sighs> I don't know if I'd like it for either fighter. Specifically for Costa, I think that he's going to get beaten up pretty bad. I think he's getting fed to the wolves because of the style making fights. And, you know, the fact that he really isn't doing, he's not as active as he used to be. And it's kind of tough to kind of pick that back up against somebody who's so good. I think that overall... Chimaev will do serve well to work on his striking a little bit to kind of get to the point where he can neutralize it. And then from there, it's kind of his fight to control or do what he wants with. Um, Costa, honestly, he'll be fighting somebody who I think is a very, very high-quality fighter, very strong. So, in my opinion... I'm not the biggest Costa fan. I think he's very funny. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not the huge Costa fan a lot of people are. I won't be too f sad to see him get annihilated and then see Jemayev move up to have to fight somebody. Like, serious. Whoever it ends up being, you know. Whether it's a light heavyweight, middleweight, whatever. He'll have to struggle and make his dues. But we're definitely going to be betting on both of our teams to go to the championship. I want to lock those in right now, honestly. That's one of the big things that we're doing today because, you know, I just feel confident about it and heading into it. They both have good seating. They both have good lineups. So let's go. Not... Not to jinx them, but gotta put the money in. <laughs>
All right, well, that's a lot of that. Um, Max versus Allen. The card has Barboza versus uh, um, Ter Coratino, Billy. Um, outside of that, it's kind of more people that I don't really know as much about, but, you know, this is... And then... Oh, there should be, um, no, never mind, but anyway, yeah, I definitely think that Max Holloway will have a huge advantage in most of the, most of the categories, he's taller, longer, he has incredible striking just below maybe Alex Volk or just towards it I think that you know this guy has unproven striking he's gonna struggle against his cardio and you know I, I don't know if he's a scouser but he might get knocked out <laughs> um I think that at the end of the day, in my opinion, it comes down to knockout in the third round. I think that he gets him tired and then he knocks him out. But hey, I don't know. Let's see if I can make that bet. You see? Let's see. So I'd probably do like a, so it's a five rounder. Okay, that changes it, but. I still think he knocks him out. I don't know. I, I have it. I have it in my head that it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I just don't see him, this guy doing too much. Though he is a beast, I can't, I cannot lie about that. Who's his one loss to? Must have been outside of it. Well, either way, 
Oh, I think he's gonna beat. I think he's getting knocked out, actually. But I think it'll be a very tough fight now that I'm looking at his record. I'll have to do more research on that one, to be honest, before I start throwing around that. If we look at the winning method, Max Holloway to win by a knockout is second most likely after decision, and then Allen by knockout is fourth after him by decision. Huh? Interesting. Definitely want to take a look at some of those bets and put one in, but we'll get more into UFC 288 coming up, and that will be really, really big. Because at the end of the day, that one will kind of feed into our... feed a little bit more into our show with how many bets we can place into it. So, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you guys for joining in, and maybe I'll do some video games after. I don't know what I can do, but pop on on, you know, maybe chill for a little bit. So, just end the episode and then go there. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great night. To not from Jacob. And not.